Welcome to Lead, Empower, Grow, a podcast featuring entrepreneurs who lead productive teams, empower their communities, and grow successful businesses of their own. Sean and Kim Weaver run their business as a perfect pair. Sean, a pastor, is the people person, while Kim, a former engineer, runs the numbers. Together, they protect families from potential hardship by making sure they have the financial services that they need. Join us today for a fun episode where I talk with them about how they started their business and what makes their team tick. Enjoy. Thank you for coming on, Sean and Kim. I ask all our agents who come on just like what they were doing before FFS, what they were doing before insurance. Was it a long journey to get you here? Did you have experience in the industry? What'd your life look like before you two signed up with us? So I'm an engineer by training. I used to work as a project engineer with FedEx um, for about eight, nine years. And then I did what I call a premature early retirement. (laughs) They offered a retirement buyout and I took that, which gave me a lot of freedom to um, be available to our young family at the time and also work in some areas where I was more passionate about mentoring and uh, helping Sean in ministry. And I I always say through osmosis, (laughs) right? I was hanging around Sean, hearing him and his teammates in the background, always talking about insurance and um, how it's a tool for building wealth. And at that time, I was recognizing how, oh, I left my corporate job. And over the past 15 years, I haven't been contributing to a retirement plan. And so now's the time I start looking at it like, oh, what am I going to do? So, In a nutshell, that's kind of what pulled me in. I saw it as an opportunity to build wealth, to catch up on retirement, but also to build a legacy for our children, whether it's a financial legacy in the future, as well as financial literacy now that they can build on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we find that a lot because we often run into anxieties about, you know, outliving retirement. But Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. and, And young retirement has become such, it became kind of like a, a trend, I guess, especially in yeah. like Silicon Valley and tech and, you know, and it is something I haven't run into on the podcast yet where it's like, that's where you really do need an active retirement plan. Of course, it's all about planning there, but it's like, exactly. Yeah. And the the concern is to make sure it lasts and lasts. Too much. But she retired at, well, how old were you? <laughs> like 30? 39. Yeah. Well, well for me, um, I think what got me into the insurance industry was prior to, I was, I was, a pastor, as Kim said, we had our own ministry here in Charlotte. And early on in my pastorate, I've had to do several funerals where for economic reasons, they could not pay for the funerals until the funerals were delayed and things of that nature. And so it really just kind of irked me to no end to see people not able to pay for their funerals. And so I thought that would be a way to serve the community through final expense. And just through that, start learning that there are other ways uh, that you utilize insurance. And as Kim said earlier, for generating intergenerational wealth. And once I learned that, um, that's when we really started looking at FFS because it was more than just regular life insurance. We had the IULs and various innovative products. And so it really just kind of helped me understand how to position insurance to help our community uh, become wealthy, to have that financial security. I just interviewed my first pastor for the podcast a few weeks ago, and he had a personal story about life insurance, as most agents run into like either not having or someone they love or or a Mm -hmm. client doesn't have the right coverage, you know, and that launches them into the purpose. But 
That's an interesting connection I hadn't made until now. Of course, it's, it's a natural transition, it seems like. But what's even uh, more fascinating, when I was in seminary prior to pastoring, um, I did the Myers-Briggs testing. The two top answers that of career choices that they thought I should have was, number one, be a pastor, mm-hmm. and number two, be an insurance agent. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. So they both came to fruition. Yeah, Absolutely. you just went down the line. <laughs> I wonder what third Absolutely. was. <laughs> Entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, mine had always been writer, but I'd always felt a kinship to, I mean, spiritual leaders and, and pastors and, and writing. It's like both about telling stories. You're, you're, you're communicating. It's all communicating. You know, you're, you're educating and a lot of financial projects are complicated and a lot of people don't know about life insurance, retirement options, annuities. You're, you learn and then you communicate to help people. Yeah, that's exactly right. As I said, when I got into the industry, I got into it through the final expense aspect with an IMO that did strictly final expense. And then once I saw the other, the variety of ways of utilizing life insurance, found another um, IMO. But, you know, although the industry was was really good. The company just was not for me. And then um, I was introduced to FFS by a colleague that I graduated from college with. Mm-hmm. And once I, I heard the story and, and met Phil and Debbie, I mean, yeah. what do you do after that, right? Yeah, I hear that a lot too. But I love that it often comes up that people love the culture of FFS, even doing the same thing. They're like, we like the integrity or, or we like just the mission. And, and and especially if you, yeah, see Phil in action, you're going to be like, wow, I want to be in cahoots with this guy. <laughs> For me, uh, FFS has been my first introduction to the industry. Um, and to kind of Sean's point, as far as it being a family environment, um, you definitely get that from the staff that's in the office and Phil and Debbie, mm-hmm. the owners and leadership. But I really got a chance to experience that firsthand when we went on the cruise. But just being around the entire FFS family that were on the the trip, you just felt, you know, like you had such a large extended family and it was such a great environment to really connect with everyone. So, yeah, I, I, it is a family affair. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you guys face any challenges do you feel like or was it a smooth transition sounds like it's a natural fit transition from the remote to i think it's you're you're definitely right for me it's a natural fit um because i'm a people person i want to serve people i want to help people uh live the most abundant life that god has for them Mm -hmm. um i think the challenge for me was just having continuity and doing that Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where FFS came in, in terms of having a systematic approach of building your own business. Mm-hmm. And so just walking through the, the business cycle, walking through the cycle really helped um, put some bookends for me to to kind of walk down and really start understanding the real nature of building this business. Yeah, I think that basically has been the biggest challenge for us. Because, as you said, yeah, Sean's a natural with connecting with people. Me and my background with the analytics and, you know, things of that nature, I, I like doing the problem solving and the case design for clients. But building a team and building a business is another aspect, and that requires a little bit more than, you know, just being able to connect with people. So that I think that's kind of been our challenge because, you know, it's like you focus on one or the other. Are you building the business by um, going out and doing your own apps and meeting and um, driving business that way? 
or developing others to understand the system and go out and repeat it. And so and that's kind of where we are now, really seeing and understanding the value of that, but being challenged to really follow through the whole system to make that come to fruition. Yeah, I, absolutely. And understanding you can do well and make a lot of money in this business just writing with your own pen. But if you have a a desire to help as many people as possible have peace of mind that comes through financial security, then you can only do so much as an individual. But if you duplicate yourself in Charlotte, in Atlanta, in Memphis, in all these areas, how many more people can we help reach that security? So it was through FFS that really helped me understand that Dave Wild poured that into us over and over and, and it, it clicked and really worked. And I think another thing that FFS really helped me with, and this was really Debbie and Maria, just with the Lisa the literacy, uh, it helped me understand the importance of educating people first, not just saying, hey, here's a life insurance product, here's here's an IUL, here's an annuity, but really um, educating them, giving them the financial capabilities of understanding the need and why you need this and how to best utilize it. So we've learned to lead with literacy. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's you you pointed out like this it's the scaling model. It's like a one room schoolhouse, you can maybe reach like thirty kids a year, but you want to reach more than that. You want to educate. It's the purpose. So you build a school, you know, it's like a little bit like that. You guys have this kind of like dual, this perfect team. Yeah, the people side and the analytics side. I love that. Just you know, that that little puzzle piece fitting. The yin and the yang. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The business building system like has been over a long years trying to make a proven system to help agents because it is a complicated thing that's why the three tiers it's almost you got to balance the building the selling the leading if you're like a wonderkind and you could be natural at all of them but i don't feel natural at all three like that's the balance yeah the team building i love that we love having conversations about wealth we love talking about how to help people create that through life insurance because most people don't understand the power of life insurance because they were never taught that mm -hmm. we learn and, and share with our clients and other people that 60 percent of all wealth transference is through the strategic and tactical placement of life insurance that's not a person's 401k that's not their business that's not their home it's life insurance 60 percent of wealth transference is through this vehicle that we have i would like to share just a little bit more on literacy and how mm -hmm. that is such a big component of what we do in our practice because there is so much like we said that has not been taught at the kitchen table has not been taught in the schools and then, you know, you find people get out, they start working and they just follow the pack, follow what everyone else is doing and uh, jump into a 401k where that may or may not be the best thing for them. Or how do they utilize that? How do they balance that? You know, really love the educational aspect that we do and bring to our clients and prospects and just, you know, opening their eyes to more um, than just the 401k and understanding how, you know, there's a need for diversification within their tax buckets and diversification as far as risk and all that. I just love how we're helping people with that. We have a program we call POWER, and that's an acronym for Principles of Wealth, Entrepreneurship, and Retirement. And I love how all of those areas are encompassed in what we do at FFS. 
talking about insurance as a tool for building wealth. We're talking about opportunities to get in the business and become an entrepreneur and build your own business and continue to help spread this information to the communities that need it, but also helping people understand about retirement. And I think you mentioned that earlier where, you know, a lot of young people are not really thinking about retirement, but they're pursuing financial freedom. You know, we always talk about it's the same thing. We try to bring a lot of um, information and principles and education to our clients in those three areas, how to accumulate wealth for you and future generations, entrepreneurship and all the benefits that that brings to you as far as tax deductions and other things and just fulfillment. Yes. But then um, retirement and financial independence is just it's huge. It's, it's talked about so much now, but I still feel like so many people really don't understand what that looks like and how do you achieve it. While people are chasing things like, you know, what's happening in cryptocurrency or, you know, chasing the market and all the flashy it. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. Do you find do you have like a do you talk to a lot of young clients? We, we have a, a lot of young clients and, and that's starting to really grow. And I think it's because the principles that we're talking about in the power brokers, we use them with our children. We have four children, 26 year old son, 25 year old twin girls and a 20-year-old son. And uh, one of the twin girls are now in the business, but prior to the business, once she got out of college, we actually helped her with a financial strategy. It worked so well, she was able to buy her first condo at age 23. And so from there, she's like, I love this. I wanna share this with all my colleagues. And so she became a living testimony, a living example of creating real financial strategies and spending plans. You can reach whatever goal you set before yourselves. And so now that becomes really attractive to millennials and, and people of, in that particular yeah. market. We kind of said we have two markets that we um, try to reach. Obviously, those who are pre-retirement and in retirement, um, those who have accumulated their wealth and need to figure out a way to distribute that. And what kind of pulled me and lured me into the business was just, you know, everyone says that when they hear this information, particularly about the IUL, man, I wish I had known this 30 years ago. I didn't know this. I wish I had known 30 years ago. And I kept saying that and I kept hearing it when we talked to people. And then it finally dawned on me. I'm like, 30 years from now is where our kids are right now. They were in college at the time. They were making decisions about, you know, buying a brand new car or how do I boost my credit to um, qualify for an apartment on my own credit without a co-signer. All those types of things, they were making decisions that was going to put them on one path or another financially. And so it really became a passion for me to try to reach the young adults as they're in college and coming out of college and making those financial decisions, a lot that can be gained with them. So we try to reach both groups. When you're talking about the cryptocurrency and talks of financial freedom, it does seem like people are talking about it, but it may not have been sinking in yet. It's great to have the concepts, but you also need like a financial expert. It's like your daughter being so close to financial experts has like she knew the plan versus just the buzzwords versus the trending topics on Twitter, you know, versus. <laughs> yeah, because all those other things, they're very um, tantalizing. A lot of people get caught up in that. And so a lot of times we're talking about the wealth pyramid. And for us, the foundational mm -hmm. level of the wealth pyramid is, you know, savings and emergency savings and building your credit. And then the next level is insurance and protecting your assets. We're helping them to focus on those first two levels before they even get into things of like 
starting a business or investing in stocks on, you know, or real estate. And so a lot of them are reaching towards the top, you know, ready to jump in cryptocurrency or ready to um, have my own business and do these other things, but they don't have a solid foundation. Right. And we we use the example of, you know, you want to build a house and you're building a three-story house. You don't start on the third floor. Well, that's where cryptocurrency is. It's on the third floor. You need a foundation. Cryptocurrency is in the attic. Yeah, the cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, that's like late stage Jenga tower. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you brought the image of the wealth pyramid in because so often we talk about foundation on the podcast, but the actual concrete image of the pyramid and having those two layers at the bottom, mm-hmm. which are both dealing with the future, like emergency savings is baseline and dealing with what can happen in the future, then insurance and the stuff that's marketed, the trending topics, the toppling ones at the top. Do you guys have any stories that come to mind when you think of clients you've helped or rewarding portions of your your business? Or is there any flashpoint that comes to mind when you think, I love this business helping people, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, I I can think of several. But one for me is we helped a client who's actually a very good friend of mine. literally since grade school and it was funny she's like listen (laughs) i love you but we're you're dealing with my money and this is all i have right Mm -hmm. and so she knows me she knows i'm charismatic and she's like okay i know you just trying to sell me or whatever but you know i brought kim in and you heard kim she's really methodical in the way she does things she didn't come off threatening and all of that and we did a major rollover with him and after which she just thanked us both she said you know what you guys are anointed to help people create financial security for them and their families mm-hmm. and for us that meant the world to hear that come from my grade school friend that i've known over 40 years to give that testimony yeah seems like people in my experience of the world, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I can't, the numbers that are swimming around in my head. I, I just want to, you know, person just tell it to me straight. And then some people are like, I'm wary of that, you know, sales. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Numbers don't lie. We had a, a client who uh, couldn't get coverage because mm-hmm. of his health. And so he was able to get coverage for his family. And a year or two later, you know, just continuing doing your um, annual reviews and things of that nature, Kim was like, why don't we try to get you coverage now? And she walked through that entire process. And he said the same thing. I'm so glad Kim's here because we probably never would have gotten to this point if it wasn't for her. (laughs) And so just being aware of where your clients are and just having those reviews and talking to them because life changes so often. And so now he's got good coverage and he's really, really a happy camper. And now he calls Kim instead of me. So going back to one of your earlier questions, um, we have found that that's Sometimes the biggest challenge area is is really um, sitting down with a client and pulling out what their financial goals are. Right. And Mm -hmm. I'm going through the client questionnaire and having them share, you know, really where they are financially Mm -hmm. with everything, whether it's debt, credit scores, health, all those things. Once we know all of that, and then once we clearly know what your goals are then trying to provide a strategy that meets that and for me that's the fulfilling part it's the finding a way and making a way if we can 
but it's a challenge sometimes to get clients to open up and share all yeah and 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 the struggle with people sharing their financial information it's it could be shame it could be hey i don't trust you that much or whatever the case is but when we tell them hey it's like when you go to a doctor for the first time, mm-hmm. they're asking you for all of these things. Why? So that they can make the best diagnosis for you, so they can put you on the best health plan for you as possible. And so you relinquish that information. Well, that's what we're doing. We want to put you on the best financial plan possible. But in order to do that, we have to know what's going on in your financial life. Once people hear from that perspective, they, they're open up. And now we get to uncover some opportunities for them and then create that strategy that will really help them in the end. Right, it's a great analogy, yeah, it it is a diagnosis. And when you're thinking of both areas, there are many solutions that people don't know exist, which is like a part, so it's kind of hard to express a goal or or know. Right. That's why you need clear-eyed look at the whole situation, because you guys have the, well, you're like, well, there's there's a a plank that could go across that creek, or, you know, that's that's mixing metaphors, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, well. We're nearing the end of the winter. These that you guys have been great. This is a these answers are incredible. I'm gonna, before we go, I just wanted to ask you if you guys had any goals for your business. You obviously went on DDC this year. It's always something to look forward to. Hopefully, we'll see you guys in Florida. But what are you guys looking forward to as the year ends, as far as your business goes? Do you guys have any targets you want to meet specifically? One thing. Well, we just reach a Champions Club. I think one way, obviously, to build on that is to again focus on building Mm -hmm. recruiting and building teams um so um, i'd like to focus more on recruiting and understand that and so that's a challenge for me i'm the introvert in the office dealing with the numbers and all of that Mm -hmm. but i recognize the value of recruiting and bringing and duplicating efforts yeah i think that's a good one and for me i think um one goal is to help as many couples, uh-huh. uh, help as many couples to really have a, a financial strategy in play prior to their red zone of their retirement. Thank you guys so much. Like, this is great. Love that. And thank you to all who listened to the episode. To hear more about financial services from entrepreneurs like Sean and Kim, you can listen through our past episodes on our feed at firstfinancialsecurity.com. While you're at the website, you can check out our blog post about this episode. And of course, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to listen to new Lead & Power Grow episodes the moment they air. Until next time, thanks for listening.